إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد Today then, insha'Allah ta'ala, we begin with a new book, a new study, and that is going to be the book of al-Shaykh Abdul Razzaq ibn Abdul Muhsin al-Badr, Fiqh al-Ad'iyah wal-Adhkar. Fiqh al-Ad'iyah wal-Adhkar. The book which talks about the meanings and understandings of different types of dua that a Muslim is supposed to do, different types of remembrance, different types of supplications, the various different ones that you do on a daily basis, the morning supplications, the evening supplications, the supplications after the prayers, various different du'as, supplications, how they are done, when they are done, what their meanings are. That's the type of thing that is going to be covered in this series of lessons now, insha'Allah ta'ala. In the introduction initially then, the shaykh, he says, فَلَا رَيْبَ أَنَّ ذِكْرَ اللَّهِ وَدُعَاءَهُ هُوَ خَيْرُ مَا أُمْضِيَتْ فِيهِ الْأَوْقَاتِ That there is no doubt the remembrance of Allah and supplicating to Allah it is the best thing that a Muslim can spend his time in the best thing that you put your breaths toward, you put your efforts and your time into, وَأَفْضَلُ مَا تَقَرَّبَ بِهِ الْعَبْدِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ And it is the best thing that a Muslim can do to gain closeness to his Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَهُوَ مِفْتَاحُ أو مِفْتَاحٌ لِكُلِّ خَيْرٍ يَنَالُهُ الْعَبْدُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ It, dua, supplication, remembrance, is the key to every type of goodness that a servant can achieve in this world and in the afterlife. It's mentioned by Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, فَمَتَى أَعْطَ اللَّهُ الْعَبْدَ هَذَا الْمِفْتَاحِ فَقَدْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَفْتَحَ لَهِ That when Allah gives a servant this key, the key of the supplications, the dua, the remembrance, Whenever Allah gives a servant that key, 
then it is because he wishes for the affair to be opened up for that person. وَمَتَى أَظَلَّهُ بَقِيَ بَابُ الْخَيْرِ مُرْتَجًّا دُونَهُ And whenever a person is misguided, then that door, it remains, it is not open to that person, that path to goodness is not made clear to that person. So then he remains conflicted in his heart, مُطَّرِب القلب يَبْقَى مضطرب القلب That person who doesn't have the door to remembrance and dua and supplication to Allah opened up for him, he doesn't engage in that, then he will remain anxious in his heart and troubled in his heart. مُشَوُّشْ الْفُؤَادِ Having that discomforted heart, not settled, not at ease. Mushattat al-fikr, that his thoughts are all over the place. A person in that frame of mind, with thoughts everywhere, kathir al-qalaq, he ends up being somebody with anxiety and worry and concern all the time on his head. ضعيف الهمة والإرادة becomes very weak and feeble in doing anything that he doesn't do anything. Sits at home, doesn't want to do anything, go anywhere, do any activity, something beneficial for himself. He gets into the mode of what people may call depression. As a consequence, or one of the causes behind it, that he is negligent of the remembrance of Allah, negligent of dua, of supplication. And so these are the consequences of somebody who is negligent of remembrance of Allah, that he will be a person who has a mind full of anxiety, a heart that is discomforted, not with any ease or tranquility, always agitated in the form of perhaps depression for some, because of their distance between themselves and their Lord. أَمَّا إِذَا كَانَ مُحَافِظًا عَلَى ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَدُعَائِهِ وَكَثَرَةِ اللَّجَأْ إِلَيْهِ فَإِنَّ قَلْبَهُ يَكُونُ مُطْمَئِنًّا بِذِكْرِهِ لِرَبِّهِ As for a person who guards over his remembrance of Allah, maintains and does his du'as, his dhikr, his supplications, his remembrance. A person who does all of that, safeguards, preserves all of that, makes sure he does it on a daily, regular basis, then that type of person will find ease in his heart, will find contentment, tranquility, serenity within his heart within the remembrance of Allah, just as Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبُ 
that those who believe, those who have Iman, and their hearts are at ease with the remembrance of Allah. Indeed, in the remembrance of Allah, the hearts find ease, the hearts find comfort, the hearts find tranquility within the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, within the dua, within supplication, within dhikr, that is where the hearts find comfort and remove the anxiety within them. وَلِهَذَا فَإِنَّ الْأَذْكَارَ الشَّرْعِيَّةِ وَالْأَدْعِيَّةِ النَّبَوِيَّةِ لَهَا مَنْزِلَةِ عَالِيَةِ فِي الدِّينِ Due to that then, supplications, du'as, dhikr, the different types that have been mentioned Islamically uh, in the sunnah, those prophetic du'as and supplications, they have a high status in the religion. Those authentic prophetic supplications, they have a high status in the religion. Because those supplications, those du'as, they bring that ease and comfort to the heart of a person. They bring that closeness of the servant to his Lord. So they certainly have a high status in the religion. And those supplications and du'as have a special place within a believer. وَكُتُبُ الْأَذْكَارِ عَلَى تَنَوُّعِهَا تَلَقَّى فِي أَوْسَاطِهِمْ اِهْتِمَامًا بَالِغًا وَعِنَايَةً فَائِقَةً And the books of remembrances, the various different types of books that are mentioned about supplications, about dua, those types of books, have been given a lot of importance for these types of reasons we've been speaking about. They've been given a lot of importance. وَلَا يُمْكِنْ إِحْصَاءَ مَا كَتَبَهُ أَهْلُ الْعِلْمِ قَدِيمًا وَحَدِيثًا فِي الذِّكْرِ وَالدُّعَاءِ لِكَثَرَةِ مَا أُلِّهَ فِي ذَلِكَ And the shaykh says you can't even count up how many books have been written throughout history by the scholars on the topic of Dua, supplication, remembrance of Allah. Because there are so many books written on that topic by the scholars throughout the centuries. You wouldn't be able to gather them all up. There are so many of them. فَمِنْهُمُ الرَّاوِي الْأَخْبَارِ بِالْأَسَانِيدِ وَمِنْهُمُ الْحَاضِفِ لَهَا وَمِنْهُمُ الْمُطَوِّلِ الْمُصْحِبِ وَمِنْهُمُ الْمُخْتَصِرِ المتوسط والمهذب some of them they are narrated with the chains of narration some of them the chains of narration are not in there we spoke about all of that in tadwinu sunnah some of these books of dua they are written with those narrations and their chains of narration Others, the chains of narration have been removed and just the narrations have been gathered together. 
Some of them are mutawwal, lengthy books, detailed. Some of them are mukhtasar, summarized and smaller. Some of them muhazzab, that they've been uh, checked and summarized and the key points have been mentioned and the rest has been removed. And they have different levels of evidences mentioned in them, different styles of chapters and headings. But the point is there are many books overall that have been written in this topic and in this subject of dua and the remembrance of Allah, dhikr, supplications. And then the shaykh says, that's just Ahlul Sunnah we're talking about. He says, if you start looking at Ahlul Bid'ah, what they've done in this topic, then the numbers of books that they've put together with all of their misguidances in there, on this topic, he says, let alone what they've done. And of course, we don't take their books into consideration, but the shaykh is just highlighting what the Muslims have done, and even the people of innovation. They wrote a huge amount on this topic of dhikr and dua. Of course, for them it was all misguided and much was upon their desires and misunderstandings of how to do this dhikr and how to do the remembrance of Allah. But the shaykh is just making the point that the Muslims have written many books on this topic, Ahlul Sunnah, and let alone if you start counting how many books the people of Bid'ah upon their misguidance in the topic have written. The point being, it's something that the Muslims gave a lot of importance to. It's something the Muslims gave a lot of importance to. هَذَا وَقَدَّلَّ الْكِتَابُ وَالسُنَّةِ وَآثَارُ السَّلَفِ عَلَى جِنْسِ الْمَشْرُوعِ وَالْمُسْتَحَبْ فِي ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَدُعَائِهِ كَسَائِرِ الْعِبَادَاتِ The Qur'an and the Sunnah and the narrations from the Salaf have all clearly highlighted the legislated forms of dua, the legislated forms of supplication, legislated forms of dhikr, the mustahab types of dua and dhikr. All of that is highlighted in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, just like any other acts of worship. Dua and dhikr is an act of worship. It has been clarified in the Qur'an and the Sunnah clearly, just like any other act of worship has been clarified in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. وَبَيَّنَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لِأُمَّتِهِ مَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُمْ أَنْ يَقُولُوهُ مِنْ ذِكْرِ وَدُعَى فِي الصَّبَاحِ وَالْمَسَاءِ And the Prophet wasallam clarified to his ummah that which is suitable and appropriate for them to say in terms of dhikr, remembrance of Allah, and dua in the mornings, in the evenings, وَفِي salawat and during the prayers, وَأَعْقَابِهَا and at the end of the prayers after them, وَعِنْدَ دُخُولِ الْمَسْجِدِ and when going into the mosque, وَعِنْدَ النَّوْمِ when going to sleep, وَعِنْدَ الْإِنْتِبَاهِ مِنْهُ when waking up from sleep, وَعِنْدَ الْفَزَعِ فِيهِ and if you wake up uh, in shock, like a nightmare or something somebody has, suddenly in shock when you wake up from sleep, what to say? وَعِنْدَ تَنَاوُلِ الطَّعَامِ وَبَعْدِهِ 
and when you're about to eat, and when you finish eating, وَعِنْدَ رُكُوبِ الدَّابَّةِ And when you ride your mount, the riding animal, you mount the riding animal, the car in these days, وَعِنْدَ safar, And when you're gonna travel, go on a journey, وَعِنْدَ رُؤْيَةِ مَا يُحِبُّهُ الْمَرْءِ And when you see something that is beloved to you, you see something that pleases you, وَعِنْدَ رُؤْيَةِ مَا يَكْرَهُ And when you see something that displeases you, you don't like, وَعِنْدَ الْمُصِيبَةِ At the time of calamity, وَعِنْدَ الْهَمُّ وَالْحِزْنِ At the time of grief and concern and worry, what do you do say? What do you say then? وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِنْ أَحْوَالِ الْمُسْلِمُ أَوْقَاتِهِ الْمُخْتَلِفَةِ And other than that, from all of the various situations a Muslim finds himself in, the Prophet ﷺ has clarified to us all of the authentic du'as, remembrance, dhikr, supplication that we do in all of these various different situations. كَمَا بَيَّنَا صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَسَلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ مَرَاتِبَ الْأَذْكَارِ وَالْأَدْعِيَةِ Similarly, the Prophet ﷺ clarified to us the different levels of the dhikr, the different levels of the remembrances and the du'as. وَأَنْوَاعِهَا And the different types of du'a and remembrance. وَشُرُوطِهَا and the conditions of how to do that dhikr and that dua. وَآدَابِهَا And the etiquettes of doing dhikr of Allah, the etiquettes of when you make dua. All of this clarified by the Prophet ﷺ. فَتَرَكَ أُمَّتَهُ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ وَفِي جَمِيعِ أَبْوَابِ الدِّينِ عَلَى مَحَجَّةٍ بَيْضَاءٍ so the Prophet ﷺ left his ummah in regards to this subject of dua and dhikr, as well as all other subjects of the religion, left us upon absolute clarity. Upon a clear pathway in regards to this subject and all other affairs of the religion and worship. لا يزيغ عنها بعده إلا هالك. Nobody strays away from that clear straight path that the Prophet ﷺ left us upon, except that he will be destroyed. ولا ريبة أن الأذكار والدعوات من أفضل العبادات. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, There is no doubt that the dhikr, the different types of dhikr, remembrance of Allah, and the different types of supplications, they are from the best acts of worship. وَالْعِبَادَاتْ مَبْنَاهَا عَلَى التَّوْقِيفِ وَالْاتِّبَعِ And we know the rule when it comes to worship, Everything is restricted to the evidence. Whatever is mentioned in the religion, this is how you do the act of worship, then we are restricted to that. That's how we do it then. You cannot make something up yourself in worship. Worship is restricted to what 
is there in the Quran and the Sunnah, how, what, where, that's how we do worship. It is tawqifi. What has been mentioned in the revelation, that's how we do it, that's what we go off. La ala al-hawa wal Worship is not based upon your desires and innovation. فَالْأَدْعِيَ وَالْأَذْكَارَ النَّبَوِيَّةِ Therefore, these du'as and these prophetic remembrances, هِيَ أَفْضَلُ مَا يَتَحَرَّاهُ الْمُتَحَرِّي مِنَ الذِّكْرِ وَالدُّعَاءِ So the prophetic du'as, specific du'as and specific wordings, those are the ones that the person should really focus in on learning and understanding and using in your du'as and supplications that you make. وَسَالِكُهَا عَلَى سَبِيلِ أَمَانِ وَسَلَامًا And the one who treads upon that path, the one who treads upon the path of safety, the one who treads upon the path of safety, the one who seeks out the dhikr and the dua, then he seeks the prophetic remembrances, not what your desires dictate and what you innovate. وَالْفَوَائِدُ وَالنَّتَائِجُ الَّتِي تَحْصُلُ لَا يُعَبِّرُ عَنْهُ And the benefits, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah says, the benefits and the results that are seen and can be achieved through this dua, dhikr, remembrance of Allah, no person can <coughs> express those benefits in an ample way. You could never explain those benefits you can get from this dua and remembrance of Allah. You couldn't ever just talk about it. It's got to be done and you see the great benefits of seeking closeness to Allah through remembrance, through dua, through supplication. وَلَا يُحِيطُ بِهِ insan. Not only a person could not properly express those benefits, you can never encompass them. Such are the benefits and the virtues you gain from this act of worship. وَمَا سِوَاهَا مِنَ الْأَذْكَارِ قَدْ يَكُونُ مُحَرَّمًا as for, Shaykh al-Islam carries on, as for other remembrances which are outside of the prophetic remembrances and du'as and supplications, then those on the outside others, they may well be haram types. They may well be makruh. And they may even have shirk within them. That's many of the people don't even realize they get given some paper, some WhatsApp message, do this dua every day 20 times. And who knows what that dua, the reality of its wording is and the meaning is. Perhaps there is even some element of shirk within that dua, the way it's phrased and its wordings. Hence, Shaykh al-Islam is highlighting here the importance of the prophetic dua, the prophetic remembrance and supplications. Then Al-Shaykh Abdul Razak carries on, فَالْمَشْرُوعَ لِلْمُسْلِمِ هُوَ أَنْ يَذْكُرَ اللَّهَ بِمَا شَرَعَ So what is legislated for a Muslim is that he remembers Allah 
upon the way and the remembrances that Allah has taught us. Remembers Allah upon the legislative ways. Does the supplication upon the legislative ways. وَأَنْ يَدْعُوَهُ بِالْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمَأْثُورَةِ And that the person calls upon Allah with the, uh, the du'as which have been narrated. The du'as, the supplications that have come to us in the narrations to use them. وَقَدْ نَهَى اللَّهُ عَنِ الْإِعْتِدَاءِ فِي الدُّعَاءِ And there are narrations where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited us from transgressing in dua. And we're going to come to this type of thing all in detail in the chapters as we go along. This is all just an introduction. So Allah's prohibited us from transgression in dua, from going beyond the boundaries in dua. فَيَنْبَغِي لَنَا أَن نَتَّبِعَ فِيهِ مَا شَرَعَ وَسَنَّ So what is required of us is that we follow what has been legislated, what is in the sunnah in terms of the dua and supplications. كَمَا أَنَّهُ يَنْبَغِي لَنَا ذَلِكَ فِي غَيْرِهِ مِنَ الْعِبَادَاتِ And that is something obviously which is needed from us in all worship that we stick to what is legislated. وَأَنْ لَا نَعْدِلَ عَنْ ذَلِكَ إِلَى غَيْرِهِ And that we don't deviate away, divert away to anything else besides what is legislated. We don't deviate away to anything else besides that. وَلِهَذَا فَإِنَّهُ إِذَا اجْتَمَعَ لِلْعَبْدِ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ لُزُومُ الْأَذْكَارِ النَّبَوِيَّةِ وَالْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمَأْثُورَةِ مَعَ فَهْمِ مَعَانِيهَا وَمَدْلُولَاتِهَا وَحُضُورِ قَلْبٍ عِنْدَ الذِّكْرِ فَقَدْ كَمُلَ نَصِيبُهُ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ Very important here. The Sheikh says, A servant who combines, gathers together, Sticking to the prophetic supplications and du'as. A person who sticks to the prophetic supplications and du'as and remembrances. And understands their meanings and the benefits and the meanings. Understands all of that. And has an attentive, focused heart when reading them. Then that is the person who will gain the, the, the complete share of goodness. That you stick to the prophetic du'as, established, proven, authentic narrations, that you understand their meanings. What is it you're reading? What does this du'a mean? What's the point of it? Understand all of that. And then when you actually say it, say it with a focused heart on that du'a, the meanings of that du'a. That's when a person really benefits from it. So that shows you. When people say, but I do my du'as. I do my du'as, but still this and still that. Have you done the du'as which are prophetic from the sunnah, established and proven and authentic for a start? Maybe you have. If you have, have you understood the meanings of what you're actually reading? Have you understood the meanings and the intent behind this du'a and what it's... Showing you from the Tawheed of Allah. Have you understood that? Maybe some people, yes as well. 
But then, when you actually do them, do you do them with a focused heart? Or do you do them robotically? This is my evening ones, read them. This is my morning ones, read them. You need all of it. Prophetic du'as, proven ones, with understanding their meanings. And when you do them, to do them with focus, with your heart on them. Not just random robotic, it's a routine morning, evening, every just do them. You do them focused. This is when a person will gain the goodness. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala said, Afdalu al-dhikr wa anfa'uhu ma wata al-qalb al-lisan wa kana min al-adhkar al-nabawiyya wa shahida al-dhakir ma'anihi wa maqasida. Ibn al-Qayyim said, the best and the most beneficial of the remembrance of Allah, the best and the most beneficial of remembrance of Allah is when your heart is in line with your tongue. Meaning, what you're saying upon your tongue, you are focusing on it with your heart. Your heart is in conformity with your tongue. That's one. And it is from the prophetic narrations. And the person understands the meanings and the objectives behind that dua. Those three things. When making dua, when doing the remembrance of Allah. And that shows you. Shows you the misguidance already of so many of the people. The duas that they use are not proven authentic duas from the sunnah in the first place. Then on top of that, they have no idea what they mean or what they are reading at all anyway. Blindly, read this a thousand times, read that five thousand. They get all these numbers randomly made up for them. And then thirdly, they're not even focused. Read this two thousand times in the morning every day. You're going to focus two thousand times on the dua after the first ten times. You're just doing it just to get the number finished, two thousand. So this is the problem with the people when it comes to dua and dhikr. This is what we are learning now, the way of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You will see the huge difference between the Sunnah when it comes to dua and dhikr compared to the people of innovation, the Sufis and others, and their forms of so-called dua and dhikr. Now you will see in the Sunnah what dua and dhikr really is, what adhkar really are, what the supplications really are. وَلَمَّا كَانَ الْأَمْرُ بِهَذِهِ الْمَنْزِلَةِ وَعَلَى هَذَا الْقَدْرِ مِنَ الْأَهْمِيَّةِ نَشَأَتْ أَنَعَمْ This is now the shaykh just says that because of this level of importance on dua and supplication and remembrance, he then says that's why he put together this book. And you can see this is the opening volume here. And there are two volumes. This is volume one. Then there is another one, volume two. Volume 1 here you have 500 pages. So a thousand pages. The Shaykh has written a thousand pages on the topic of dhikr. On the topic of dua. How do you do dua properly? When do you do it? What's the meanings of it? All the re- real benefits that Ahlus Sunnah need to understand when it comes to this topic of dua. How to make the dua. 
So the first chapter he begins with, which we'll touch upon now, and then go into it in more detail next time, is the chapter, Ahmiyyatu Dhikr wa Fadluhu. The importance of dhikr, the importance of dhikr, and the virtue of it. He's now going to give you ayat from the Qur'an that show you the importance of dhikr. A hadith which show you the importance of dhikr. So that everybody understands why it is a thousand pages came about. What is the importance and the virtue of dhikr? So he says, غَيْرُ خَافٍ عَلَى كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ أَهْمِيَّةُ الذِّكْرُ وَعَظِيمُ It's not like it's something which is unknown to Muslims. He says it's not hidden. Muslims know that it's important to remember Allah and to supplicate and make dua. He says that isn't something hidden from Muslims. Muslims know that. إِذْ هُوَ مِنْ أَجَلِّ الْمَقَاصِدْ وَأَنْفَعِ الْعَمَالِ الْمُقَرِّبَةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ Because that, dhikr, dua, is obviously one of the best types of things to gain closeness to Allah with. وَقَدْ أَمَرَ اللَّهُ بِهِ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ فِي مَوَاطِنَ كَثِيرَةِ And Allah commanded us in many places in the Qur'an to do dhikr, to do dua. وَرَغَّبَ فِيهِ And encouraged us to do it. وَمَدَحَ أَهْلَهُ وَأَثْنَ عَلَيْهِمْ أَحْسَنَ الثَّنَاءِ وَأَطْيَبَةِ And Allah praised those who do dhikr. Allah praised those who do the dua with the best type of praise too. So for example, in Surah Al-Ahzab, number 41, Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أُذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أُذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا O oh, you who believe, then remember Allah with plentiful remembrance. Do the dhikr of Allah a lot. O oh, you who believe, do the dhikr of Allah a lot, plentifully. Do not be negligent of that and forget that and ignore that. Do the remembrance of Allah. Be upon the remembrance of Allah a lot. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu dhikrullaha dhikran kathira. Similarly, in another ayah, in Ali Imran 191, الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ Allah mentions here regarding those who remember Him standing, on sitting, and even on their sides. Those who remember Allah standing, or even sitting, or even on their sides. That they are upon the remembrance of Allah. In Al-Ahzab again 35, وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ Those who remember Allah a lot, do the dhikr of Allah a lot, from the males and the females, أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا Allah has prepared for them forgiveness. 
Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a great reward. Forgiveness and a great reward. فَأَمَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي هَذِهِ الْآيَاتِ بِذِكْرِهِ بِالْكَثْرَةِ So here in these opening examples, we can see Allah telling us in the Qur'an to do a lot of dhikr, to be upon the remembrance of Allah, a lot, not to be low and negligent on this affair. وَذَلِكَ لِشِدَّةِ حَاجَةِ الْعَبْدِ إِلَى ذَلِكَ وَافْتِقَارِهِ إِلَيْهِ أَعْظَمَ الْافْتِقَارِ And that is because we as the servants of Allah have a huge need. We are in poverty before our Lord. We are in a huge and tremendous need to be upon the remembrance of Allah and the supplication of Allah. وَعَدَمِ اسْتِغْنَائِهِ عَنْهُ طَرْفَةَ We cannot suffice without Allah even the blink of an eye. We cannot suffice without Allah even the blink of an eye. فَأَيُّ لَحْوَاتٍ خَلَى فِيهَا الْعَبْدُ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ كَانَتْ عَلَيْهِ لَا لَهْ So any moment, any time when a person is not upon the remembrance of Allah, then that time is against you, not with you. That time is not for you, it's against you then. Time that you are using, it's going, and you're not in any remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَانَ خُسْرَانُهُ فِيهَا أَعْظَمَ مِمَّا رَبِحَ فِي غَفْلَتِهِ عَنِ اللَّهِ In that time when you're negligent of Allah, and you're doing the worldly things that you enjoy, and you want to do this and that, and chase after this affair and that affair, and you feel happy and overjoyed that you're doing this and that, and enjoying your time, those times, the enjoyment you get out of it, it does not outweigh, or it is not greater than the loss in that time from your lack of remembrance of Allah. What you achieve, what you profit from the world, it doesn't outweigh what you're losing out of negligence from the remembrance of Allah in that time. وَنَدِمَ عَلَى ذَلِكَ نَدَمًا شَدِيدًا عِنْدَ لِقَاءِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And then that person will regret, will have a deep regret on the day of judgment that he spent his life in negligence of his Lord, in a lack of dua and supplication to Allah. It's mentioned in a narration, Aisha رضي الله عنها said, that the Prophet وسلم said, مَا مِن سَاعَةٍ تَمُرُّ بِابْنِ آدَمْ لَا يَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى فِيهَا إِلَّا تَحَصَّرَ عَلَيْهَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ There is not a time period that passes by the son of Adam where he doesn't have any remembrance of Allah in it, except that it will be a loss upon you on the Day of Judgment. That time will be a loss upon you on the Day of Judgment. The time that you waste in this world with no remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالسُنَّةُ مَلِيئَةِ بِالْأَحَدِيثِ الدَّالَّةِ عَلَى فَضْلِ الذِّكْرِ وَرَفِيعِ قَدَرِهِ وَعُلُوِّ مَكَانَتِهِ وَكَثَرَةِ عَوَائِدِهِ وَفَوَائِدِهِ عَلَى الذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهِ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ The Sunnah is full with a hadith indicating the virtues of remembrance 
and the elevated rank of it and the high station of it and the multiple and numerous uh, good benefits that come back to you upon the ones who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plentifully. That's the opening section then. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll round off on that for today with the initial introduction and a small look at some of the virtues and importance of dhikr. And then we'll start going into more details now as the sessions go along. Inshallah ta'ala. So we'll round off on that for today. Any questions or anything then before we conclude tonight? Hmm. Do you know if, um, so. if somebody is unknown in hadith, do you apply that same usul um, for somebody who is unknown and giving da'wah, for example, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Gen- generally it's the same thing. The principle of unknown narrators, <coughs> basically if a narrator is unknown, majhul, don't know who he is, you have no way of knowing whether he is reliable or if he's a liar. If you don't know who somebody is, how can you testify that they are reliable and you can take their narrations? So it's the same principle here now. Knowledge isn't taken from somebody unknown. Somebody comes up on YouTube, he says, Sheikh, this, that, the other. Never heard of him, no idea who he is. You don't take knowledge from that. He could be somebody, wait, one second. He could be somebody who is not from Ahlul Sunnah. He could be a Kharij, he could be a Takfir, he could be anything. Just because he comes along as Sheikh, this or Sheikh, that... You don't take knowledge from somebody you have no idea who they are. He may well be legitimate, but you need to go find out first. Ask, I've heard of this sheikh now and people are talking about him on YouTube. Sheikh Fauzan, his name is. So they come and tell you, yes, he's good, he's good, of course, he's from Ahlul Sunnah. Then go listen to him. But you check first. You don't blindly just go listen to anything or anyone. Hmm. Yes, there's so many fake people on the YouTube. Uh-huh. What are they talking about? There was a brother, he said, if you YouTube, I said to him, they are no sheikh. Because sometimes people, they just try to make the confusion. Absolutely. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. That these YouTube, especially in all these kinds of social media, now everybody will claim to be a sheikh. Everybody claims to have knowledge. You don't blindly take knowledge until you know where you're taking it from. We mentioned the famous statement many times. إِنَّ هَذَا الْعِلْمَ دِينَ فَانْظُرُوا عَمَّنْ تَأْخُذُونَ دِينَكُمْ this knowledge you are taking, it is knowledge of your religion. It's not just something else, it's your religion. So look to where you take your knowledge from. You don't blindly click on anything on YouTube because of the title. The title says, the ruling on wiping on the socks. You need to know that. And so you click on it. No idea who this guy is, what he's saying, whether he's qualified, not qualified. No idea. It just looks like a sheikh. Let me just listen to the clip. You don't take knowledge like that. He could be some misguided innovator for all you know. So, many so you have to check what's going on and where you're taking your knowledge from. Any other question? I'm sure about the zikr. You said you should be have a, when you make dua, better to have a wudu? Or? Better to have wudu, yes. Better to have the wudu and making dua. Anything else? Ustad, you know the homework you gave us in the last lesson? What was it? Jamil Masanid Ibn Kathir. What was the homework though? Uh, what's, uh, what books were included in the... Ah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Is this right? The Qutub Sitta, the Muslims of Ahmad, Abu Ya'la, and Al-Bazar, and the Mu'jim al-Kabir of Tabarani. So what's your source? Uh, I already knew that the Qutub Sitta would be in there, and the Muslims of... What's your source? For those ten books, how do you know those ten books? What's your source? I went on the internet. 
<laughs> so where on the internet? Some site, and he showed like uh, Some site. Well, in that case, your answer is unacceptable. You're going to have to give us a reliable answer. It may well be correct, like we just said. Yeah, the sheikh may well be a sheikh, but without any reliable source, you can't bring answers like that. That would never be acceptable in the University of Medina. <laughs> Anything else? Anybody else? If you fulfill all the conditions for the askar, mm. um, it still doesn't take effect. Could that be a test from Allah? We're going to get to it later on. Sometimes your reward is basically saved for the Day of Judgment. We're going to get to that section. Sometimes you make dua for something, you don't get it. You make dua, you make dua, you do it properly, everything, all of it. But you don't get it. It doesn't happen for you. One of the reasons is because maybe purposely you've not been given it and instead you've been saved the reward of that on the Day of Judgment, which is obviously superior than you getting your dua now. You get your dua now, whatever you, you want, okay, you've got it done. But you don't get it, and Allah tests you in that way, maintains that as a reward for you, saved for you on the Day of Judgment instead, that sometimes can occur. And if that occurs, of course, that is something good. Sheikh, hmm. what's the best, dua, best time for the dua? No, we're going to do all that. All those things, we're going to do it yet. The times and everything we'll do in the chapters coming, inshallah. <coughs> Alright, I'll stop on that today. Uh, you know, timings these days, Maghrib prayer because of the way it's changing and everything. It looks like 7.30 is going to have to start next week as well. 7 o'clock is going to be tight for a week, maybe two weeks, and then maybe afterwards you can get back to it. But the way Maghrib is now and the, the travels I have to make to get here and everything, next week is going to have to be 7.30 if that's okay. 7.30 inshallah.